and welcome back to the itinerary. Episode 19 is on the air. I'm Jared Schwartz. I'm Melissa Schwartz. Hello, Melissa. Are you recovered? Is the jet lag over from the last trip to London across the pond? It is. So you're all set to go. I'm ready. Okay. Um, okay. Took me a couple of days to to get it back, but not as bad as other places we've been to. Um, if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, like the one we just did uh, in London, so easy to do, um, you can just head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and search for the itinerary, and then download previous episodes prior to London. Uh, we took you all the way over to Asia and hit Japan, Hong Kong, Thailand, Thailand as well. Um, any other episode you want to go back and listen to, um, somebody just mentioned to me that uh, they turned on the Iceland one because they were heading over there for a couple of days um, and got good info off of that, restaurant recommendations, um, and that was one of the earlier ones, so anytime you guys want to go back and listen to different destinations, if you're gearing up for a trip, um, if you're interested in going somewhere and you want to get a, a good overview, encourage you to do that and download previous episodes. Um, you can also go to Instagram, at the itinerary travel. That's at the itinerary travel. You can see our travel photos there, get good information as well, follow, um, like the pictures, share with a friend, of course. And also, the website that we've been talking about is theitinerarytravel.info. If you want to plan a trip and you want to use those points and miles that have been building up, easy way to do so. Just go to the website, theitinerarytravel.info, and get in touch there. And what's interesting is, um, which kind of incorporates to this week's episode, which we'll talk about in a second is I just had this week a family of five who was planning a trip to Santiago, Chile, and we got it done, five business class seats. That's, that's a lot right there, but they had the miles saved up. They were looking to pay upwards of $16,000 for the trip. We got it done using their miles, using these third-party carriers, using the tips and tricks um, that I can share with you, for just $47 in taxes. Woo! It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Round trip, New York to Santiago, all business class for five people for just $47 in taxes and fees. But we're also in the economy game. So. Yeah, if you want to travel economy as well, uh, no problem to do that. And it kind of ties in, as I mentioned, to this week's episode. So we want to do a little something different. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be having some special guests come on and talk to you about how they travel. And it's probably in a different way than we do or what they like and how they go about things. So this week, we're bringing on my brother and sister-in-law, Lauren Schwartz and Demi Marks, hailing from Nashville, USA, Music City. Um, And they're going to go into how they do things, which is completely different from us. Um, They travel economically, if you will. They're frugal um, about their spending, but they go to a ton of cool places. And they just do it in a different way. What's important to them is different than what's important to us. So I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. Yeah, they do their own turns-out service. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, They recently went on an awesome trip to Patagonia, which we're going to talk about with them as well as kind of their general rule of thumb on traveling. So um, stay tuned for that. It's going to be 
super interesting. It's gonna be lit. As, as, as the, the kids, kids say, says. it's going to be lit. So, uh, you ready to go down to Patagonia and bring on our special guest? Yes, sir. Let's go. And let's welcome in our special guests at this time. We mentioned it at the top of the show. Lauren Schwartz and Demi Marks, also known as my brother and sister-in-law, and Melissa's as well. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, you know, we, we talked about in the intro that you do traveling a little differently than we do. Um, and we thought it would be interesting to have you on to go over you know, what's important to you, you know, how you guys structure things and kind of give people a peek behind the curtain on, you know, how you do it. Because you go to a lot of cool places, not only, you know, internationally, but here at home uh, in the different states. And so we just kind of wanted to start out. How would you guys describe your travel style? quantity travelers over quality travelers um we definitely um like to use as little money and go as many places as possible um and uh we like to take our dogs with us yeah i mean i i i knew that as well and we're, we're gonna get into that but like when you say quantity over quality like has it always been that way or or why why is that your mentality How'd you guys like discover the companion pass and like qualify? Yeah, qualify for it and then just explain to people who've never heard of it before like what it actually is. sounds like they've pretty much hooked you in though like they've gotten you to get other things under their umbrella and it, it seems to be working like do you do you feel like the value is there that it's worth it
and we got like I guess a hundred thousand points between those two cards, so we haven't paid for any of our flights either. That's awesome. I have a bunch of questions. So, as pet as pet parents, you guys are pet parents. We're not. So, explain to us the quote unquote lenient pet policy. Yeah. So, um, airlines are cracking down, and, and our dogs are emotional support dogs. So, um, a lot of airlines now are requiring um, like pretty intensive paperwork, and it ends up costing you more than it would cost to like pay for the dog to fly. And, uh, we actually just went on a trip to Yellowstone a couple weeks ago with our buddy, and, and she intended to fly with her dog, and American Airlines policy is just so strict that she had to leave it all at home last minute. But Southwest is super, super pet-friendly, and I think that that's something that they pride themselves on. Well, actually, on that trip, the pilot welcomed one of our dogs into the cockpit. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I don't think it gets any better for us as dog parents as far as airlines go. And I think one of the... One of the benefits of that is you get an automatic pre-board for a dog. Mm. If you got a big one. <laughs> Every, everybody loves a pre-board. Yeah, so, you know, first to board on Southwest is key. You get that extra leg room front seat, you know? So. I like it. Um, okay, a couple of more for you. So, are there any exclusions? Because I know that Southwest now flies to Hawaii. So, if you were going to, like, go to Hawaii, could you still use the companion pass? You can. Um, you can go anywhere. You just pay taxes and fees. So um, I think it's five sixty a flight in America and internationally. It varies. But I, we're going to Costa Rica in October, and I think I paid like fifty in fees for that. But generally, it's eleven dollars for Lawrence ticket. That's amazing. And then my last question is: Do you guys have a cash budget per trip that you stick to when you're like planning domestic, for instance? No. I guess, like, mentally, you know, we don't want to, like, bust our, our monthly spend, but we don't we don't generally have a budget because the only things that we end up really spending money on are, like, very cheap uh, lodging and, you know, whatever food is along our path. But when we travel, too, I think, um, you know, something Jared mentioned in his best man speech is uh, we like to go to, like, an entire, like, five-day journey in one day so we don't end up spending a lot of money because we're too busy like you know running around with our heads cut off (laughs) so do you have a like do you have a map at home and like you're checking off or you're putting pins in these states as you're going or is this just something you guys came up with like this would be a good idea to do should for the countries that you've been to but um you can track your states on there and then uh we have a national park map (laughs) okay so before we get into some of like the road trips that you've done and the stories there let's just go back to the dogs for a second um so we know and for those of you who don't that they're a very important part of your life um What's your mentality in, do you want to bring the dogs everywhere? Like, do you have, do you have rules that like can go some places, but not others? And then how does it actually work? Like once you, you know, get off the plane and you're in the car going somewhere, are you stopping every two hours? Like, does it ever become a hassle for you? Well, we're going to have really different answers on this one. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll let Lauren go first. (laughs) I mean, traveling with the dogs, uh, can get stressful um you know just take the whole airport experience and multiply it by 10 (laughs) um 
but once I guess once you get through the security, which is which is a hassle a little bit, you got to take all the dog stuff off of them, and you have to walk them through security without a leash, and it's just you know that's the whole thing. But um, once once we get on that first row seat, um, and we, and we arrive to our destination, everything is good to go. Um, what are your thoughts on that? For me, I think. Uh, if we're going to a national park trip, like, I, I'd say our trips are pretty split. If we're going to a national park trip, like, no cities, we don't have to, like, eat in nice restaurants, like, the dogs are coming, we're not going to pay for somebody to watch them. Uh, but if we're going anywhere that's, you know, driven by e- eating culture or, like, needing to go into stores, we're going to not bring them. <laughs> I think that's kind of where our road trip mentality also was born from, just, like, necessity. Have you had any, like, have you run into any issues while bringing them on a trip? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, they're, I mean, certainly like, you know, hotel chains will try to like get you and pet these and all that, but they're like pretty seasoned travelers. They're much better at traveling them even more. Uh, And like like Demi, like Demi said earlier, um, Southwest has been the most, um, accepting airline of dogs that we've flown. Are um, you guys sponsored? <laughs> I want to be Southwest if you're listening. We're looking for sponsorship, yeah. They, they do have a hub in Nashville, so there you go. Yeah. It, it could happen. Um, let's get into some of the road trips that you've recently taken. Like I, When I hear stories of you took the companion pass to go to Denver, but you were really driving eight more hours and then going to... <laughs> Yellowstone for for one night like it's pretty crazy to me so like what are some of the things you've done recently the road trips the states you've been to um and you know some of the highlights along the way or lowlights for that matter yeah so I think like when you're trying to go to all 50 states like some are definitely better than others and some are more accessible than others and this has been the year of like inaccessible states and so um like when you want to get to a place like Yellowstone you don't really like realize until you're trying to get there that it's really expensive to fly into like anywhere in in Wyoming um so our two options there were just like flying into Denver and flying into Salt Lake and driving and uh, we went for my birthday I was like it's just perusing flights at like 1 a.m and I hit Lauren and I was like we're going we're going to Wyoming I found like a 150 round trip and he like probably said yes uh and that's how he ended up driving me eight hours to Yellowstone uh but, with the dogs uh, or without? They did not come. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, they actually, they just went to Mount Rushmore, and we did, uh, we, we started in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, which is my, uh, Iowa might be my least favorite state so far. Oh, why uh, is that? There's just nothing there. there. The highlight of that place is a... It's a pizza restaurant in the gas station. Yeah, Casey's film, but we did not go there, but it's the home of the breakfast pizza and home of the taco pizza. Ooh. And actually, we came back here, and our friends were like, did you go to Casey's? I'm like, why do you know what this is? <laughs> uh, but we started with Des Moines. We went down to, or I guess up to Omaha, Nebraska, uh, which we didn't know within mostly uh, Iowa. And then we... Yeah, Council um, Bluffs. It's, yeah, it's mostly Iowa. We we were like, oh, we're going to get into Nebraska and check that state off. And I think we spent like, you know, 99% of our time not in Nebraska. Uh, and then we went to South and 
North Dakota and ended in Minnesota. So they drove by the Mall of America with us. Uh, Very underwhelming place. But the highlight of this trip was, was in this national park we went to called the Wind Cave National Park. And we for sure thought that Warren is, is um, smacking his head because he is, like, reliving this moment. We thought this was going to be a total wash of a national park because we couldn't bring the dogs into the cave. Uh, but we were just going to drive in and check it off, and we got there, like, 5 a.m., and we see this massive herd of bison, and Lauren's driving, and my friend Chelsea's in the front seat, and I'm in the back with the dogs, and I'm like, okay, let's just, like, watch the bison. And the two of them are immediately, like, no way. Um, they're going to come into the street. We're going to get stuck here. But I'm just, like, talking so that they are distracted while the bison are approaching us, thinking that they'll just, like, kind of come outside our window and I can get, like, a cool picture of the dogs looking at the bison. Uh, but the bison actually came in, like, they were nudging our car. Uh, <laughs> and then they they roped around it. At this point, Lauren is, like, cursing me and he um, is so sure we're going to die and <laughs> Bison is making like direct eye contact with Lauren through his driver's side window and uh, Lauren is just looking dead at me and saying I'm not making eye contact, I, I won't make eye contact <laughs> and uh, the dogs are like low growling, uh, needless to say they ended up leaving but it was, it was the coolest like car car experience in America we've had it. I felt like we were in Africa. I was going to say, you went on safari for a second time. Yeah, basically. Lion Country it's Safari. Really <laughs> the National Park. This thousand pound animal, like, right next to my head. <laughs> I was not moving. In a, like, shitty, like, uh, Kia. <laughs> so, you did how many states in how many days on this trip? Uh, And you you mentioned your you know you're gonna stay wherever you come across you're gonna eat whatever you come across. Um, do you book your hotels in advance? Do you just stop on the side of the road wherever you're done driving? How does that work? And how how about like restaurants as well? Like do you care like that you go to that you know favorite place in Iowa or you just come across what you what you hit? We're lucky. We're lucky if we find food. Yeah, I mean this. I, truly, in the entire state of states of North and South Dakota, there's no food. Like not even at McDonald's. We had to drive like an hour and a half out of our way to get fast food. Um, so we are not going to make that mistake again. But we are Motel Six loyalists because they're dog friendly. Although Lauren will tell you, we've recently upgraded ourselves to La Quinta. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's big time for us. Um, for us, we like know what we're getting, and we know that dogs are allowed. We don't have to pay extra fees, which you know become really expensive to pay per dog. Um, and we, so we book those ahead of time. I'm like a big Hotels.com user, so we sometimes get like a free night at Motel Six, which is like a big excitement. Uh, so you mentioned Motel Six. Um, why is it just because the dogs, or like what stands out about that one as opposed to? say, other hotels on that level, and then why is the La Quinta an upgrade from it? So, I'll say that, like, I was, like, a total hotel snob growing up. Like, my parents, you know, do not believe in motels. I don't even think they, like, have that word in their vernacular. Um, but we discovered Motel 6s by virtue of having the dog, and 
what we like about them is they're they are America's best kept secret. Like they're all upgraded. They all have you know white bedding so that you don't have any sort of surprises. <laughs> they are very simple. Like you get your desk, your TV. Sometimes you get a refrigerator, but they're like clean. And I can't say the same for some of the other places we've stayed, which are like questionable. I've had a couple incidents where I stepped in glass, um, but we are upgrading to La Quinta because we had a really unfortunate incident with the Motel 6 where there were people in hazmat suits. Like, I don't even know why they were renting out rooms, but uh, anyways, we had to leave the Motel 6 and we went to La Quinta and it was so nice. They had room service at La Quinta. <laughs> uh, just, like, totally gorgeous. Wait, the- where, wait, go back to this hazmat suit. Where was this? <laughs> this was in Minneapolis. I don't want to call out the specific... That's fine. But it was really, really disconcerting. And Hotels.com was so rude to me. They wouldn't help us. They did give me a refund. Oh, Lauren's Lauren's telling me I'm going to lose my sponsorships again. I'm not going to get sponsored. (laughs) So anyways, we found this Laquita, and they had room service, and this is Lauren's favorite part. They give you shampoo and conditioner. (laughs) Wait, so at Motel Motel 6, you have to bring your own? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Jared, I don't think there's a bathrobe. No bathrobe. <laughs> no bathrobe. Well, that I mean, that would be a little sketchy. Slippers? Do they give you slippers? Oh, no, no, no. Like, there's sometimes glass. Does it, does it come with a butler? <laughs> no, no room service. There's always a dentist next door. <laughs> the Motel 6 that had room service? It was like a converted one. It wasn't a real Motel 6. But now La Quinta... I mean, room service. I mean, this is this is a pure upgrade. Comfortable bed. I mean, I think I think the main thing for us is when we usually get into these places, we're getting in very late and we're waking up mm-hmm. super early. So for the four hours we're spending in a hotel, five hours, you know, is it worth it to you know? I mean, we're yeah, we're usually up at sunrise, going for a hike or going for a drive somewhere. So. Right. I think that's what, like, sets us apart. I think, too, like, when we don't have the dogs, we'll, like, explore the option of not staying in them. But even then, I, I think just because of the nature of, like, how we travel and that we, like, never, ever see our hotel rooms for more than one night, you know, if it sucks, we are leaving the next day to another state. So at this point, how many states have you been to and how many national parks have you been to? Oh, man. Um, huh. I know the states I have left, if you want to do the math. <laughs> I could do the math. All right. We have Montana, which we're going to this weekend. Hawaii, which is the one we'll probably not hit. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Mississippi, and that's it. Okay. So 46, not including this weekend, you've done. All right. And we've been to 30, maybe 31 national parks and we'll hit one more this weekend so are we going la quinta in montana this weekend oh no we we did this ridiculous thing where i this it was cool because i didn't know that you could do this but i used my open table points to book our hotel stay this weekend oh wow Uh, yeah it was the craziest thing you can transfer your open table points to kayak for like the highest redemption i guess they may have bought uh open table but I ended up booking it but they own they don't have Motel 6's or La Quinta's but they did have Econo Lodge oh, no. <laughs> so that's where we are 
staying at Motel 6 in Spokane for the evening and then driving uh, to uh, to our Econo Lodge. Do they have any luxury hotels on fire? I think they, I mean, I didn't look, truth be told. I did book, so we're going to Asia in the uh, Christmas vacation time, and I booked a hotel on there, and they had really nice international options, like way out of our budget, but um, I don't know about in America, but you guys don't do a lot of America, so you should look into it for your open table point. Yeah, I have a ton. Thank you. This was a great tip. That's a, that's a good pro tip right there. So, let's transition uh, to international now. All right. And you guys did a pretty awesome trip to Patagonia, which we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, We're going to get into kind of how you structured it and what you did and where you went and all that. But um, I guess first, why? what made you pick Patagonia to visit? We like to hike. We don't like cities too much. Um, we knew, like, the time we had. And I actually have this uh, social media influencer, I guess is what he is, uh, that I really like. And he was writing a book about biking from Oregon to Patagonia. Um, and so that's kind of how I, like, stumbled on Patagonia. I had a few friends who'd been. Um, and then there's a blogger I actually met with Melissa um, who, like, left her heart in Patagonia and had these, like, unbelievable uh, recommendations for resorts, and I knew we wanted to spend, like, a little bit more money, so between, like, the two of them, really, uh, I came to learn with the idea of, like, going to Patagonia, I knew it was, like, a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip, we were going to, like, ball out and spend money that we're probably never going to spend again, Um, and this was, like, a far-off destination that, you know, we wanted to go to, so... Um, I forgot the other half of your question, but if you repitch it to me, I'll talk. No, I mean, so when you say ball out, like, what kind of things were you interested in doing that you don't necessarily do on your usual trips? I mean, we stayed at, uh, like, an all-inclusive resort that had uh, excursions every day. Okay. Yeah, I think we, there was, like, a, a, there was a priority on, like, lodging, which we, like, never, ever do, as we just told right. you. Um, and that's because, like, Patagonia is, like, the end of the earth, and you really can't go to parts of Patagonia without staying in these, like, really, really beautiful, uh, you know, full-on, all-inclusive places. And so, uh, when I was looking at this blogger, and, you know, she's mm-hmm. got uh, a couple recommendations for resorts, I just reached out to all of them uh, and got, you know, other recommendations, and, and that ended up being Lauren's favorite trip we've ever been on, because... The buffet was all in, all inclusive. Every night he could have like twenty desserts. Uh, <laughs> hey, it wasn't a buffet. It was like fine dining. <laughs> fine dining, all you can eat. So you had pretty high expectations going into it. Um, how did you structure? Like, get how'd you get there? Um, so we had to drop the dogs off in Florida, where our parents live. Uh, so we flew out of Miami uh, on American to Santiago, uh, and we knew we wanted to book in our trip with two, like, major cities, just, like, quick trips uh, to get us in and out, so we flew into Santiago, we spent two days there, uh, Christmas, we did, like, a free walking tour, we actually were pleasantly surprised with that city, and then internet, in, within the country, we flew, like, Latham, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was the worst airline ever, uh, and then we took, we took a bus, and then, 
uh, and I'll let Lauren tell you if you'd like a funny story. We rented a car uh, together. Oh yeah, we wanted. Yeah, we were. We're gonna get into that. So. Your flight to Santiago, did you guys use points? Did you use cash? And did you ball out on that? Or did you fly in the back? So we used points. My dad actually gifted us as a wedding present um, our flights there. So we actually flew business, which was super nice of him. Fly flat, baby. Yeah, tell me. So tell me about that experience. Was it your first time flying business? And how did that go? It was our second. Uh, the last time we did was also good for my dad when we got engaged. Because uh, yeah, for me, I can't rationalize spending the points on it yet. You know, when I have a lot of points and I'm spending a lot of money, maybe. But, uh, you know, the tickets are almost double. So, you know, he was generous enough to do that. Um, and we, I mean, we love, we love first class, but we're business class. We've we actually never flown American business Um <laughs> So I'm, I'm envious because I would love to experience that product. Yeah. Um, well, we love it. It was great. Both times we flew American. Yeah, the only other business we flew was Qatar. Yeah. Yeah, Qatar. So, no, Qatar is supposed to have a great business class product. So the, um, the flight down to Santiago is roughly, what, 8, 10 hours, something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. And then was it like if you had to pay for it on your own or use your own points, do you think – the lie flat seats and the whatever the food service is worth it or you would rather sit in the back for eight ten hours i think if, we, if there was like a good deal out there it yeah. would be worth it but other than that eight hours is... so the thing about american is like we don't have a credit card that allows us to get american po- or we ha- i have an exclusively american one but american to redeem these was really cheap because they had like AA anytime, which you could upgrade for like way cheaper than I found on United, which is what we fly with the mm-hmm. race card. Um, so I guess like value wise, this was like a good flight, and I might have spent my points on it. But I don't know. For me, I I'm still all about just like maximizing, and I I can't rationalize it for eight to ten hours. Yeah. Um, so you had the long flight. You spent a couple of days there, and then take us through the journey to get over to Patagonia. Argentine border and everyone just like knows 
of a country by bus, I guess we've never, like, you know, gone internationally by bus, and I'm sure you guys haven't either. Um, so you have to leave Chile and go to their border patrol, and then you have to enter Argentina and go to theirs. So that was, like, a 10-hour excursion that we thought was only, it's only, like, a three-hour drive, but oh boy. everyone has to get off the bus and, and do that, so <laughs> that was I'm, I'm sitting there trying to hold my Google Translate up <laughs> to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so it so it seems like you know when they pick you up at the airport they're they're all about it they send the driver and then at the end they they kind of just like drop you at the curb and you know you're left to fend for yourselves like was there another way to get to where you were going other than the the public bus for that long so i think a lot of people either do the chilean side of patagonia or the argentinian side or they do do this bus um but there's, I, I guess, like, that resort is really catered to just going there, doing that, and then leaving. And so they kind of just, like, offer you this bus ticket. I guess you probably could fly and do it in reverse, but this was, like, the most linear way to do it. And this is, like, a pretty common trajectory, too. So we got to Argentina, and we went to this place um, called El Chalten, which is, like, super duper remote. Um like I don't, I don't like know descri- describe it to me. So, well, this is our car story, which I think is a good one to tell. So, in order to get there, you get dropped off in this town, town over the, the border, and pretty much the only way you can get there is to rent a car. And in South America, at, the, at least in this part of South America, uh, they only have manual cars. And you know, we love a good road trip, so we, we were like, yeah, we'll do this. Um, Lauren has no experience driving. Uh, stick shift at all. Now he does. I took one lesson at 16 and like stalled out on the middle of like some suburban road. So between the two of us, we were like really ill-equipped for this. But Lauren, I I told him we were going to do it and he didn't flip, which is crazy because he's kind of a nervous traveler. And he watched like a ton of YouTube videos and and felt like overly confident about it, which (laughs) did not pan out. So so, so we get there and I tell the guy at the desk, you know, we've never driven shift shift and he's like, oh, no problem. Um, he gave us like a two minute tutorial in which he showed us how to reverse so we get in the car and Lauren like thinks he knows what he's doing he leaves the airport miraculously we got to the end of this like two mile road no problem but for anyone who's ever driven stick shift will know is braking is like kind of a tricky thing that we didn't prepare for and I don't think he watched any YouTube videos on this Definitely not. <laughs> we, he goes to brake and we just immediately stall out and, and this is on the entrance to the highway. <laughs> so we're stalling out. He's starting the car up again. He keeps trying to get us to first. We, like, are halfway through this road now, so we're literally, like, you know, right to get hit. And there's this big, big man who comes running up the street, um, flailing his arms, and, like, Lauren just thinks it's, like, the end of his life. <laughs> I'm going to end up in the backseat of a pickup in the like truck that's driven to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and he, like, never gets mad, so he's, like, silently stewing right now, and, and I'm, like, vocally, like, get it together. Um, then the man comes, and he's yelling at us, but I, I can understand him. He's just being, like, it's dangerous. You need to get out of the street. You're you're gonna get hit. And Wait, this is all in Spanish. <laughs> but he's screaming, and he starts pushing on our vehicle, and at this point, Lauren is just, like, screaming at me. He's like, that's it. I'm going back to the airport. I'm going home. <laughs> We're like not even halfway through our honeymoon. They're like, where are you going to go? Like, 
where he's walking to, but I'm like, get in, I'll drive. So, so I somehow, in listening to the guy who gave us that two-minute tutorial, realized that Lauren's error was that he didn't listen at all, uh, which is a pretty common theme in our travels, and was trying to move the car into third because he didn't listen about the braking mechanism being first. So, of course, he got out. We made it. Child Hall 10 is three hours from uh, where we rented this car from, and um, we get there, and I'm like, oh, pull over. Let's get a national park map. We're in this, like, tiny, tiny town, and he pulls over into the wrong side of the street, and he effectively runs, like, aground. I don't know. What is it called in in cars, yeah, he runs into a ditch and we're stuck, like, we've almost made it, you know, this traumatic um, experience of getting our stick shift three hours, we get to where we're going and we get stuck in a ditch, in the desert with no one around And it's just what you signed up for on your honeymoon, right? yeah, Yeah, it was a good learning experience I feel like I was in Vegas vacation a little bit this super, super nice uh, like the Spanish family that lived in this random town, one of them spoke, like, very limited English. They all came, like, six of them, walked and came and undid our car. They spent an hour doing this on New Year's Eve. Like, it was the nicest thing. Anyway, it restored all my faith in humanity. They were, like, sitting on our car to balance out the weight, like, pushing it. They took a wheel off at one point. Like, it was the craziest thing ever. And we're just standing there, like, we don't know what they're saying. But they're like just two doing, dumb Americans. Yeah, they're doing it all for us, so... Uh, we had we had a bottle of wine and <laughs> we, just, we stole a free bottle of wine from one of our little like honeymoon suites and we gifted that to them for their <laughs> kindness. Um, Good but, gesture. Yeah, so we made a telltale town after that. All the roads are uh, just to give you like a quick glimpse of what that town is like. All the roads are dirt. Um, it's like a hiker's paradise and like a climbing destination of the world. And and really, the only thing to do there is to hike. And so we stayed in these eco domes. Um, pretty far off the beaten path and we ended up doing like a 16 mile hike by accident so i like to say that lauren did his first half marathon on uh, new year's eve by accident how does that happen uh, it wasn't by accident <laughs> like i knew what i was doing that lauren like she tried to trick me into it Ooh. <laughs> oh there's only a little bit more left <laughs> eight hours later so um, what are, what wait, are these i have a question going back to the car story did either of you cry or pee your pants no, which I think I cried a little bit. <laughs> he might have cried at that initial when he was like going back to the airport. Actually, I did. I was laughing in these situations. I just start laughing at him. I, I cannot take him seriously. <laughs> no peeing our pants, though. So, what were these? What were these eco domes like? Anymore, anywhere, so <laughs> that was what we 
So was there one place like in Patagonia that was the highlight that you were looking forward to the most? Um, or did you just hit a couple of spots based on your research and you kind of went like along that path and found out about Patagonia on your way? For somebody who hasn't, who doesn't know what Patagonia is, has never seen like a picture online. Can you kind of set the scene? It, it sounds like there's a little bit of everything nature-wise, and then what's the weather like there? So, I think like what Patagonia is known for is like the crystal blue turquoise glacial lakes, um, similar to like what you'd find in, in Banff or uh, Montana, um, and huge mountain ranges um it's uh weather wise you really could get anything i mean on that day that we did that 60 mile hike we literally went from like the heat of summer to hail to snow to rain um it's temperature wise it's like 60 to 70 i would say uh when we went in december but um, it definitely has, like, a, a season, and you don't want to go there in winter. It's, like, very cold. Uh, in fall, it's supposed to be really beautiful, but I think it's a rainy season, so, uh, you know, the time that we went is really, like, high season for them. Um, but it's just a bunch of, like, small village-type places, beautiful nature. Oh, Lauren wants me to mention, and, and this is important for uh, segue back to our early part, the thing we really loved about uh, South America in general is that there are these beautiful stray dogs everywhere you go. Like, 
you, yeah, and you can, and they're like clean because they swim in the water, and they're super sweet and like beautiful breeds, like border collies and golden retrievers, not like you find in America. Uh, I wanted to bring them all home. Uh, (laughs) Of course, you did. (laughs) Yeah, we actually named a few. So, we had a similar experience with stray dogs, but we were like, please leave us alone. <laughs> were you in South America? In, especially in Chile. I, it was crazy. Like, they're the, they know how to cross streets. Like, if my dogs ever were found in a street, they would die. <laughs> they have no street smarts. But these dogs, like, wait for traffic lights. They're incredible. Yeah. Ours were in Tahiti. A lot of, lot of stray dogs. go there. You should. Use your companion pass. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, did you have any more stops in Patagonia after that last one, or was it on to Buenos Aires and home after that? Uh, just El Calafate, and then we did Buenos Aires for two days, and then home we went. Would you have done anything differently if you were to go again? every episode up with giving out passport stamps um, and it's basically you know your reflection on the itinerary you did and the place that you went to so I guess from each of you zero through ten ten being the best how many passport stamps would you give Patagonia and why Yeah. Um, if you 
you could find yourself there, I definitely recommend it. Um, I think I'll give it a 9.4. Um, I think for me, just like, you know, bucket list places I want to go in my life, like this was just one of those. And, uh, you know, it was our honeymoon. I think that that made it super special for us. But uh, I don't know. I'm a sucker for those turquoise lakes. There was like a ton of animals, which I think is like important for me. Uh, like it was a really nice mix of like all the things that we love most in traveling and I don't think there are many places like that um in fact I, I really can't think of any others besides maybe like Banff um so for me I give it a 9.5 I also forgot to mention that if I was going back uh without Lauren I might want to hike the uh W circuit which is something that I think that if you're planning a trip to Patagonia uh most people are looking to do that Okay. You you went nine four originally, and then you upped it to nine five. So we'll say nine four five, four, five. That for good. you. I thought we weren't allowed to do those, but I'll yeah. So so nine two and nine four five. That's pretty high. So it. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a pretty awesome adventure down there. The stories, especially the car one, is super interesting, and I think people will get a kick out of. And it sounds like it's a place. Um, you would highly recommend for people to check out. Yeah, definitely. One thing I forgot to mention was, in, in regards to the car, you know, we, we kind of forgot that we would have no GPS. Mm-hmm. So we, we had to, uh, you know, you have to find Wi-Fi in, in, a, in a, your one bar of Wi-Fi in a certain place and, and keep that in there and don't forget, don't, like, close it out by accident. You didn't have your big paper map right, right there? No, no. There are- Lauren is making this seem like it was horrible. There were two roads to get to where we were going. Like, we were in the middle of nowhere. And there were also one gas station in, like, 500 miles. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a good tip to know. Um, well, we appreciate you guys coming on. Lauren Schwartz, Demi Marks from Nash, Vegas. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your story and your itinerary to Patagonia. Yeah. Yeah, where can people check you out? You want to tell them about Nurse Merce. You can follow Lauren at shorts.lauren, and you can follow me at... at That is not my handle. Oh, shit. It's it's Lauren underscore shorts. Get it right. Um, He posts a lot of, uh, you know, content every seven months. And uh, my is Dempster, D-E-M-S-T. RR123, and you can follow the dogs too, Wild the Golden and Riggins Pub. <laughs> Do that first. Follow the dogs yeah, first. first. Especially if you're looking to travel with dogs seriously, they uh, will give you some nice pointers on places they've been with them. Alright, thanks so much, guys. So that was uh, Lauren Schwartz and Demi Marks, also known as my brother and sister-in-law. They're, they're my brother and sister-in-law, too. Yeah, sharing is caring. So um, we were glad they were able to come on. I thought it was super interesting from their perspective how they travel. They go to a ton of places, not only domestically, but as we talked about Patagonia, and they just do it in a different way. And Ball on a budget. Right, and it's interesting to see you know, what other people's mindsets are, uh, what's important to them, because it's certainly going to be different, you know, than what's important to us. Uh, have a lot of good stories to share. 
and, and hopefully gave you a different perspective on how you can travel, um, you know, maybe what's important to one person isn't important to another, and just give you a, a good oversight on how people do it. Like, you know, when people say that traveling is the most important thing to them, it, it comes in different ways and, um, you know, they know what they like and, and that's how they do it and that's perfectly fine. Different strokes for different folks. Um, you know, Patagonia is is one place someday I would like to visit. We haven't been there together. Um, Jared didn't want to go to Patagonia when we were in Argentina. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, we were doing other things at the time. But there's no reason that you can't go I'm back. I'm glad you're evolving. <laughs> you're, you're always evolving. That's the point. Not everyone is always evolving, though. So I'm very happy that you are in a positive way and you want to go there. Because I would like to go there as well. Yeah, try new things. You hear different people's experiences. And, you know, sometimes it turns you off, but sometimes it turns you on to different places. We're uh, turned on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thanks so much for joining us on episode 19. Remember... Um, you know, just as we mentioned in the intro, got a great steal of a deal uh, for a family of five down to Santiago, Chile, um, the same place that Lauren and Demi flew into, business class for five people. Um, we made it work with the miles in different ways, shapes, and forms, and instead of paying $16,000, we got it done for just $47 in taxes and fees. So, um, you know, if you want to get in touch, just go to the website, theitinerarytravel.info. Right on there, um, you can see our pictures from our business class experiences. And then you can just hit the contact us uh, button, and there's a form right there to fill out, and you can get in touch that way. You could also get in touch via our Instagram and Facebook ad. That's right. Um, you can search for the itinerary travel on those platforms, and that's our handle as well on Instagram. So if you want to see, um, any of the pictures, you know, from our travels, you can certainly go there, give us a follow, uh, send us a message and get in touch there. Um, so yeah, remember to rate, review and subscribe. You can get the podcast on Apple podcasts, iTunes, Spotify as well. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for the itinerary, download, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. But most importantly, tell a friend tell a friend. So, until next time, we'll see ya. Bye!